Welcome to the Insurance House Podcast. Introducing your host, Mike Fusco. Our team enjoys speaking to risk management and insurance professionals across the country. We will bring our audience unique insights on all things insurance. We look forward to delivering excellent information to our audience. Whether you're an insurance professional, a client, a partner, or someone breaking into the industry, we're glad you joined, and we hope to bring the best content to you. This is the Insurance House Podcast. Enjoy the show. Ray, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about yourself, Mike? Excellent. This is the insurance segment with Mike and Ray, huh? That's right. Excited about it. Yeah, this is some good stuff. Yeah, it is. So, for those of you watching, uh, Ray and I decided to change up the the uh, content that we bring our clients. This is called the insurance segment with Mike and Ray. Ray, do you want to explain a little bit about what we're going to introduce to our clients in this segment? Yeah, I mean, this uh, our insurance segment here, we're going to bring on a lot of uh, seasoned, experienced uh, vets in the industry uh, of the insurance world. And uh, today, um, we're definitely leading off with some uh, top-notch uh, partner of ours, uh, Sharp Health Plan and uh, Sharp Medical Care. Uh, so today, we're going to have some seasoned uh, veterans from uh, the clinical side as well as the marketing side of Sharp Health Plan and talk about what makes them highly awarded in the state of California, as well as um, what they're doing now in this uh, day and age. Yeah, if you live in San Diego County, you've certainly heard of uh, Sharp. They have, uh, Ray, their accolades are... Oh, they're amazing. Uh, I mean, their accolades, I mean, uh, as far as doing some research on the the medical care side of it, highest member-rated health plan in California the last five years, which is astonishing. It's, 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 it's great. Um, highest member-rated care in 2019 and highest member-rated patient experience rating in California. It's amazing. 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 Yeah. So we'll be back to introduce our guests in just a moment. Many of you may know uh, raise our employee benefit broker here at the agency. He's been uh, a little over 20 years in the industry, has a great knowledge of all types of employee benefits, uh, namely medical and healthcare. So I'm going to allow Ray to jump in here and give a brief overview of some of the positions that are going to be on with us today from Sharp. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a definitely very seasoned uh, panel today uh, from Sharp Reese Medical Group. We have uh, a physician, um, a director of marketing as well, and an occupational health account manager. On the Sharp uh, community medical side, uh, we're going to have a uh, marketing and Medicare specialist as well as a, one of their physicians as well. And lastly, on the Sharp health plan side, we're going to have um, two of the representatives to talk about the insurance healthcare, um, health uh, portion of it and what they're doing in the market. So very excited to have them on board today. Why should people stay and listen? What are they going to talk about? Well, quite honestly, I mean, having um, experts on tonight, today is just to, to basically dispel some of these misconceptions, especially this day and age with, with uh, COVID-19, uh, a lot of uh, misconceptions of the market um, and in the general public um, as far as what are the realities, what should we really be concerned about, what we can or can't do. We're going to benefit from basically hearing it directly from people on the front lines. So is the 
is the entire segment going to be about COVID-19 today or? Um, for the main part, but also yeah. talk about what Sharp, because uh, because they are highly rated in, in, in California, et cetera. Just talk about what they're doing. Um, I know um, part of their brand is the Sharp experience. So we want to talk about, you know, what that Sharp experience means um, and how they're able to produce such a high quality healthcare. Excellent. Before we, I bring them on and introduce them, or actually, I'm going to have them introduce themselves, so the so the audience knows. Tell me, Ray, what have you seen specifically in the employee benefits segment as a result of COVID nineteen? Have you seen any changes or anything in particular with the way carriers are work are providing care or? Um, from the uh, health plan side, I mean, every carrier across the market has been accommodating to. Uh, businesses and consumers. Um, I know the market, from an individual standpoint, has allowed in, um, in individuals to purchase individual coverage mid-cycle throughout the year, which typically is not the norm. Um, right. Because obviously the concern is, you know, people's lives, safety, health. Um, so that's a big difference. Uh, carers, uh, same thing with uh, the the uh, employee benefits side from a group standpoint. Um, carers allowing. Uh, people to make those mid-cycle changes as well because typically the norm is that you can't right. get added on to coverage until your anniversary. Or how about, you have how about premiums? Have premiums gone up? Uh, premiums, I mean, unfortunately, uh, premiums are always, the trend is always going up. Cost of health care is always going up. So therefore, you know, health plans are always trying to absorb claims and uh, stay, you know, ahead of it. And everyone gets older each year, unfortunately. Exactly. So, okay, guys, well, I hope... Uh, you enjoy our segment. I'm going to be back to uh, in the next scene to introduce our, our excellent panel. And we wanted to start with introductions. Cheryl, did you want to start off? Or? Sure. I'm Cheryl Cody, and I actually work for Sharp Health Plan. Uh, we're uh, part of the nonprofit um, here in San Diego, and I just handle all small group business. I work with brokers like you um, and with employer groups under 100. So I just lead new business sales. Perfect. Thank you, Joanne. Good morning. My name is Joanne Sidera, and I'm a marketing and Medicare specialist with the Sharp Community Medical Group, one of the two medical groups with Sharp Healthcare. And I call on insurance agencies and I teach Medicare classes. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Marlene? Um, yes, good morning. My name is Marlene Mead, and I work with Sharp Restilling Marketing Department. Um, I work with employers in the community um, as far as servicing their employees and also regarding group health. Perfect. Great. Thank Thanks you. for joining, Marlene. Dr. Greg? Thank you. Yeah, hi. I'm Dr. Greg Garner. I'm a medical director at Sharp Community Medical Group, a pulmonary critical care physician by training, and I've been uh, doing uh, work at SCMG for 14 years now. Great. Thank you for taking the time. And Dr. Abby? I'm Dr. Abby Olade, and I'm board certified in family medicine, and I am with Sharpie Steely Medical Group downtown. Perfect. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Okay, so um, part of our intro segment, uh, we've talked about, as we're doing our research on Sharp Health Plan and Sharp uh, Medical Care, I mean, it's kind of astonishing some of the awards uh, that Sharp Health Plan and uh, the care uh, side of it um, has been how you've been performing. Um, we basically let it off by indicating that member-rated health plan 
top rated in California the last five years. Um, highest member rated care in 2019. Highest member rated patient experience rating in the entire state of California, which is amazing. Amazing. Um, and as we're digging a little deeper, obviously one of the items that you emphasize on is the sharp experience. So I guess to start kick things off, uh, can you tell us a little more about that sharp experience and how you're able to consistently be so highly rated? If anyone wants to. I'll start off. Sure. Uh, before you. joining the market, this is Joanne. And before joining the marketing uh, division, I was actually at the clinic in Scripps Ranch for Sharpie Steely for eight years. And you see the sharp experience, not just given from nurse or representative and doctor to patient, but you see it given to each other that works there, the clinical staff and the non-clinical staff. It's an atmosphere and a culture of support and positivity. Perfect. I, I agree on that. It's um, working for Sharper Silly, for the Sharp organization. It's it's a very proud place to be a, to be a part of, to be employed, and it's definitely a place that I'd want my family to come. Um, for their care. Um, so employees are so proud to work here at Sharp and um, to deliver that great care and to bring our families here as well and to welcome the community as well. Perfect, thank you. And I'll just talk about Cheryl from the health plan side of things. Um, I've been with Sharp Health Plan for 10 years and coming from the East Coast, kind of coming out here, one of the things that um, I had heard and had seen the signs was the sharp experience and kind of coming from a different part of the country coming out here, not really understanding what that sharp experience was. Um, but I think everybody can say that they know somebody that has access care at sharp. And I would probably say 99.9% .9 of the people are going to say that they experienced that sharp experience. So with that said, that's on the delivery system side that you receive, um, when accessing care at our delivery system. However, on the health plan side, because we are local here, we do have everybody in-house. So our CEO, our COO, our CFO, my underwriters, um, our account management team, our, our customer service, our pharmacy <laughs> uh, doctors. So everybody's in-house. So what that actually means is we can actually make a difference when enrolling a member. So we always kind of say that sharp experience is going from during the enrollment process and rolling members into our system um, and then transitioning it over to accessing care when they actually are sick or need to have services. So it's a hand-holding experience. It's coming from the top down um, through all of our, um, the, the community. Perfect, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can speak for myself as, as a broker and working with Sharp. I've been in the industry for 21 uh, plus years now at this point, and just working with Sharp Health Plan directly as a broker. I mean, you guys make it easy um, to, and you're basically definitely watching out for your customers, your clients, everyone involved, all, all the uh, uh, all the parties involved. And it, it is a pleasure to work with you guys, uh, their flexibility and just the level of care. Uh, I, I can definitely attest to that. Um, part of our, uh, content today is obviously because of the climate and what's going on these this day with the pandemic um, a lot of misconceptions of the market a lot of misconceptions of the public uh, for that matter regarding uh, COVID-19 um, do's and don'ts etc and so I, I felt we, we felt very compelled that we should have some seasoned experts to talk more about you know dispel some of these misconceptions here um, with us so I'm really glad you're on board today 
Um, Mike, you want to kick off with first? Yeah, question? I think uh, my question, you know, I, would, I think would be great for the doctors um, in terms of preventing the spread of COVID-19. We, we've heard all types of different beliefs and different, uh, you know, reports about what works, what doesn't. So I was, I just want to know what, what type of, um, you know, what tips would you give your patients to prevent the spread of COVID-19? I'll take, I'll lead off with that one. Um, what I think would be most helpful to the public at large is to keep the message short and consistent with what we're hearing from experts in the field. So what they hear from Anthony Fauci or what they hear from the local county health department, what they hear from the state, et cetera, uh, to be consistent with that, it's really uh, frequent hand washing or hand sanitizer. It's wearing a mask when you're out in public uh, amongst other people um, and uh, uh, physical distancing. Because if you do those three things and we keep that message consistent, then I think that helps the lay public at large to really understand that we're presenting a, a, a front and a consistent message that's based on sound uh, uh, medical and scientific uh, facts. Perfect. Thank Great. You. Thank you. Absolutely. And you know, I'm Dr. Oladi. And just to piggyback off that I think it's very important to keep a consistent message. I think that's such a great point. And I always put it as, you know, the three W's, wear a mask, watch your distance, and wash your hands. And in terms of the myths about, you know, COVID-19, I think that that is a really important point to bring up because there are certainly a lot, you know, a lot of people unfortunately think that they are not at risk of getting infected. You know, everyone is at risk of getting infected. Certainly there are some people that, you know, are at higher risk of getting severely ill if they get infected, but, you know, everyone is at risk and everyone has to continue to follow these measures consistently. Um, so it's really important that we need to get that out there too. Perfect. Yeah. You had stole my thunder there, doctor, because that was my next question is what are some of those uh, common myths uh, about COVID-19? Sure. Um, I think uh, there is really no concern about receiving boxes from Amazon that have come from China. Just the trip alone, there's no way the virus would stay viable during that kind of a trip. Um, in terms of aerosol, that's uh, had a lot of press lately. From an epidemiological standpoint, when you look at uh, who gets infected from somebody else and why, it's pretty clear that the main mode of transmission is via droplets, which means uh, speaking, sneezing, coughing, etc. The droplets come out, they fall on a surface, another person touches the surface, then touches their uh, face, which we touch our face much more than what we think we do. It's many, many times a day, and uh, that transmits the virus into the body. Uh, there were uh, a couple of studies looking at aerosol transmission, and uh, both of those were indoor studies where uh, an AC unit or an air conditioning unit was blowing air across a uh, particular uh, pathway. And there were some people that got infected at a distance that's greater than six feet, which is our minimum, our uh, standard distance to separate people for droplet transmission, uh, and but they were they were directly in the line of the uh, uh, the, the air conditioning unit that was blowing air. People that were sitting lateral to those other people were not exposed, did not get sick. Wow. Uh, so the airborne transmission is rare. 
Um, uh, it can happen under isolated circumstances and almost always indoors. Right. Hence the reason we've moved so much activity outdoors. Yes. Certain cases, of course, in the healthcare setting where we do what we call aerosol generating procedures. Um, so then, you know, that is a concern because you're getting, at, you know, a higher risk of possible airborne or airborne spread in that setting. Uh, but so far, you know, I think sticking to what the CDC and the World Health Organization, you know, have recommended is really the safest thing. Um, and right now, they're just saying exactly, you know, um, what he said, which is, at this point, it's not considered to be a high risk for the general population. But of course, this is a dynamic, ever-changing situation, um, right. just in general. Always pay attention to evidence, you know, and, um, you know, listen to that. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you very much. As far as the other common myths, um, <clears throat> I might just add some of the conspiracy theories that have been out there that the virus was manufactured possibly as a uh, potential uh, uh, wartime agent or that um, it's a simple cold or a flu-like illness and not uh, it's and the worry has been overblown um well as far as the origin of the virus uh, uh people that have sequenced the virus and looked at the um, arrangement of the uh, individual parts that make up the dna or the rna of the virus um, <clears throat> they've determined that this is something that occurred naturally this wasn't mm. a manufactured virus and that's based upon some sound studies that were done looking at the very very small components that make up the virus uh, also, as far as being a, a cold or flu-like illness, um, I had that comment from someone who was doing some work in my house the other day that he didn't see what the big deal was. He knew a couple of people that got it, were sick for a couple of days and got better. And I think the real region, the reason that we should be concerned about that is what Dr. Olande said, um, and that is what is the effect of spreading that potentially to other people who are at higher risk. Uh, my The workman of my house was a younger individual he is uh not likely to be one that would be at high risk for complications of the virus uh but he might take it home to his family uh, we're living in an area of uh, multi-generational families right. where he could bring it home yeah. to uh, grandparents or whatever uh, or to someone who's immune suppressed uh, and this virus is much more infectious and spreadable than say seasonal flu but probably at least tenfold in fact oh, uh, so wow. it's much easier to get than the flu and so even a one percent um uh, fatality rate uh when you spread it amongst millions of people you're still going to have a lot of people that are going to die from it and we already have we've already seen that <clears throat> um it's also a novel virus. It's new. We don't know what the long-term ramifications are yet. Uh, we have studied something like chickenpox, for example, which you might get in childhood that will stay dormant in your system for decades and then come out later as the shingles. Right. Uh, yeah. And we, we've had a HPV virus that can remain dormant in your body for years and come out later as a cancer. And we right. don't know the long-term ramifications of COVID as yet scary now if you know in business and just in general people so people have to travel what type of advice would you give them when traveling what i would say with traveling is that you know it's important to remember that traveling increases the risk of spreading COVID to uh 
the community where you're going to and um, also increases your risk of possibly contracting it, you know, and it's important to number one, pay attention to, you know, state and more local guidelines. So if your state has restrictions on travel, you definitely should pay attention to that. And then where you're going to, are there um, increased positivity rates? It's COVID actually spreading there. There might be a situation where they actually recommend that you quarantine when you get there, depending on the local situation. So that happens. Mm. A lot of people, for example, who traveled out of the country and they were stuck, unfortunately, for a very long time. So it's important to remember that. And when you are traveling, you know, it's important to take all those, you know, same precautions that are recommended, wash your hands as much as possible, you know, watch your distance. And then if you are someone who is susceptible to getting severely ill, if you get um, coronavirus infection, then you should also take that into consideration, the fact that you may contract it when you are traveling. Great. Great information. I would just add that the airplanes themselves uh, now have uh, HEPA filters installed that are uh, effective at uh, weeding out these uh, pathogens. Uh, So being on the plane itself for a defined period of time is probably less of a risk than all of the contact you make in the airport prior to getting on the plane. Yeah, I've read about that airlines uh, improving their their air quality inside the plane. I would just like to add, I had to go back east uh, just at the 1st of August and I flew Delta and I was by the window seat and my partner was on the other side by the window seat. And you could tell that they had done something to the ventilation because it was much noisier, but I did feel safe and I wore a tube and an N95 mask over. I guess what precautions is medical staff doing or uh, taking kind of stay healthy during the pandemic in general? Um, As far as when in the clinics, um, anytime um, we have visitors or patients that come to visit the clinics, they're doing a very thorough screening um, at the entrance of the building. Um, Everyone's screened to make sure they don't have any of the symptoms, um, scratchy throat, temperatures. Um, so they're actually screening them before they come in to um, visit the provider. They're also, um, when COVID hit, um, we moved probably over 70% of our um, visits to virtual. Um, so we've increased that quite a bit. Virtual, it's you know just more convenient, it's safe. Um, patients really like it. Um, and we're doing that for our specialty care as well. And it's actually helped with access um, to get patients seen and treated quicker as well. So that's one of the things we've done within the clinics. And in terms of staff themselves, as far as precautions staff is taking to, you know, keep themselves healthy, what, what are you doing there in that regard? Um, we're screening staff as well at okay. all of our locations. We screen them um, before I come in the office every morning. We have someone at the entrance. Um, I work at the administrative office and we present ourselves at the front door to make sure we do not have any symptoms. If we do have any symptoms, um, they have us speak with one of our um, medical staff, one of our providers, just to discuss our symptoms. And if the symptoms um, are something that we should not come in the building with, then we go home. <laughs> Until, we, until we're better. So we're keeping everybody safe. Good. I would add that in the patient care areas, mm. the um, staff uh, are all wearing masks and any place where they have the aerosol generating uh, procedures like Dr. Olande alluded to, they have the, uh, the N95 masks, uh, the gowns, the 
goggles to gloves or a pepper unit, which is more like a moon suit where everything is uh, contained within that, uh, that environment so that they don't get exposed. <clears throat> One of the primary ways that people are getting ex healthcare workers get exposed to things like COVID or even when we were studying Ebola for example was one of the primary ways that the staff was getting infected was when they took off their uh, protective equipment uh, so we actually have observers that are watching when our um, uh, our people in the aerosol generating procedures area, when they're taking off that equipment, the observers are making sure that they're doing it in the proper sequence as to minimize infection. Perfect, thank you. So, I know, yeah. so, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, doctor. Go ahead, doctor. I, I, you know, I, going back to, you know, when we talked about the sharp experience, you know, mm -hmm. um, just really quickly, I, I just, I'm so impressed as a healthcare provider with how quickly we really, you know, literally within a day, you know, or two, instituted these policies and, you know, in line with what the CDC and the World Health Organization recommends in terms of, you know, for example, the barriers um, with uh, patient care, you know, so we do have plexiglass barriers, you know, um, when, for when patients come in, you know, instituted cashless payment options, you know, educating staff about what the protocols are and what the proper amount of PPE is. And the fact that we're always constantly, again, looking at those guidelines, looking at the evidence and really turning around and instituting those once they come out. Um, I think it's, it's just really, really, really great. Perfect. We also have a standing committee that we've had for years and years mm. called the Highly Infectious Disease Committee, and it gets activated from time to time depending on what's going on. It was activated during uh, SARS, during Ebola, and it's, it was activated during COVID. And we met every morning at 7 a.m. Uh, to go mm. over the latest information from that day and instituting procedures. And that's, that's why we were able to change processes and move so nimbly and quickly to be in compliance with standards. Perfect. I would also like to add for Sharp Community Medical Group that Dr. Garner twice a week held uh, physician discussions and they were quite <clears throat> completely informative every time with a large audience. I'd also like to mention that at Sharp Community Medical Group, uh, easy access and safe access is very, very important all the time, but especially now. And in the fall, we'll be rolling out uh, Dr. House calls where the doctor hmm. will come to the Oh, wow. That's great. And so that gives them quality care in the safety and the comfort of their home. We're very, very excited about it. That's really Perfect. cool. That's a great That's thought. funny because I was just going to ask some, some questions regarding capacity. You mentioned telemedicine. You met, Now you mentioned the house calls. I know when the pandemic first hit, you know, a large concern from our leadership was that hospitals or medical facilities wouldn't be able to handle the influx of, of sick people. So I was going to ask what, what Sharp has done to, to manage increased capacity. You already answered that question in some way, but did you want to add anything else to it? Well, the virtual visits, yep. of course, are very, very important. Um, I've had virtual visits. They're televisits or they're actual video visits. So throughout Sharp, we're trying to make access easy and safe for our patients. Could but the laugh? house calls, I think, are... People are House very calls. excited about. Could you elaborate on the extent of the, uh, um, as far as the televisits, as far as what's the extent of what they can actually do for the televisits, as far as 
the range. I think I'll leave that one to one of the doctors. Okay. For them, it could be a busy mom that has to take care of her kids. She doesn't have to bring them, you know, into the doctor's office. A lot of times there were so many barriers to access and care, and Sharp has really pivoted to providing that for patients, which has been really great. Perfect. I would also mention that when the uh, COVID crisis started, the uh, different facilities, um, the hospitals, uh, put up what we call surge tents. So we had these tents that are outfitted to treat ER overflow. And those were activated at all the hospitals where patients could be uh, treated and triaged uh, directly in those areas. So it increased our capacity for the ER uh, during that time. Those tents just came down fairly recently. Okay, I was going to ask that. They're ready, they're ready to go up at any time. Now, have you, have you guys seen an improvement in number of cases or, or I, I from what I understand it it kind of ranges it goes up and down and based on certain time periods but and, and also what I've read is and I find very interesting is that doctors are finding different ways to treat COVID initially upon consult with the patient is that true or is that is that a myth or what? A, <laughs> I see this oh. <laughs> smiles there so I'm smiling because, of course, <laughs> there we get into some of the myths. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, certainly on the outpatient side, uh, there isn't a specific treatment for uh, COVID uh, other than uh, isolation at home, um, you know, fluids, thing, same thing you would do for the flu, plenty of rest and whatnot. Uh, once a person gets sick enough to be in the hospital uh, and they have a drop in their oxygen levels, then we institute um, uh, steroids in the form of dexamethasone usually. These are not anabolic steroids that muscle builders use to make big muscles, but these are other types of steroids called corticosteroids. And they're used to reduce inflammation. And that's the one thing in all the studies that has clearly been proven of benefit. The only thing that has clearly wow. been proven of benefit. We also use a drug called remdesivir, which has uh, positive, um, uh, positive uh, studies that go along with this efficacy and safety. Um, and then most of the other drugs that have been studied or are currently being studied have not panned out that well. So we're still, um, still looking, still doing studies all over the world. When you have uh, someone has uh, been diagnosed with COVID-19, um, I mean, what are the rules and regs behind that and HIPAA? As physicians, our role is to educate patients and, you know, talk to them about, you know, the fact that it's important to follow these rules and um, listen to them, you know, engage them, you know, and, you know, have a discussion with them with regard to that. Now, you know, I know that, you know, the county does collect data on, you know, our, you know, where we also collect data on, you know, our case rates and all of that, you know, so all of that does get reported. Um, but, you know, specifically in terms of what we do, you know, we still are HIPAA compliant. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, I would add uh, to build on what uh, the doctor said, uh, motivational interviewing is a technique that we sometimes utilize to identify what's important to that particular individual. So, for example, is it important that you not infect your grandparents or your friend's grandparents that might be at higher risk of uh, complications from the disease? Well, if that's important, then this is one way that you can uh, help prevent that is through um, quarantine. And then point out where areas of quarantine were not 
uh, adhered to and the downside effects from that. For example, um, there was a wedding in Maine in a small community that had not seen any COVID patients at all, zero. And uh, after this wedding where 65 people attended, 30 got sick with COVID and took that back to uh, their homes, which uh, sometimes were far removed for that Maine town. The, uh, the Sturgis motorcycle event that occurs every year, attracting hundreds of thousands of people, we have at least 260 plus people that have now been identified with COVID that went to that um, particular event, one of whom has already died. And so wow. these are important things to uh, make people understand the gravity of the situation and why right. it's important. Perfect, thank you for that. You know, the, the advance in technology and medicine and healthcare and you know in san diego i think we have some of the you know not just sharp but we have some of the best uh facilities and providers here locally so i was going to ask what what is sharp doing in the future or going forward you know even moving past covid uh from facility standpoint from technology standpoint and any advancements that you see coming into our our region here that we can talk about so I know that, you know, one thing, you know, was that we actually are one of the, one of the first or the first healthcare system that's actually um, be debuting Amazon's new wearable. Um, and that was, you know, something that we learned about in the uh, last uh, week or two, which is really, really great. And it is a good point that you made, you know, um, we know that technology is going to be used, you know, in terms of improving healthcare delivery. So we see a lot of technological companies getting into the space, the Apple Watch we've seen, you know, um, and now there's actually a report that they may actually start uh, being able not just to detect things like heart rate, but also blood oxygen levels. So, you know, in a situation, you know, like COVID where, you know, monitoring oxygen saturations can be helpful in determining, in determining, uh, who gets really severely ill from this, you know, it, I think it's the future and, you know, Sharp is definitely at the forefront of that. Topic we spoke about is innovation strategies on the healthcare mm -hmm. side of it. Um, but kind of switching gears, same question on the health plan side of it. I mean, what is health, Sharp Health Plan doing from an innovation standpoint in order to help consumers, businesses, um, just access to care from the, from the insurance side of things? I mean, what, 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 what's going on in the market you can enlighten the public with? Sure. Well, part of the value of Sharp Health Plan is that we are the only carrier that's actually integrated with Sharp Healthcare. So there is a different level of service um, and also technology, access to care. There's a couple of the places where I think we um, strive to get the access to care uh, at a higher level. Uh, and one of the things that we do is partner closely with uh, Sharp Resealy and Sharp Community Medical Group. So um, the touch point for telehealth, as you know, has really become extremely important that members have access to care timely. Um, sometimes they can't leave their home. Uh, there's also a time-sensitive issue with leaving the workplace. So Sharpree Steely has telehealth, uh, whether it's COVID or non-COVID related, at a zero copay to all members, um, regardless of what their true copay would be for a primary care physician visit or a specialist visit. The nice thing about Sharpie Steely is they use their own physician network. So once you have a virtual telehealth visit, then that also gets cataloged in the uh, member's own personal 
medical portal called Follow My Health. So all of their physicians will be able to see what happened during that telehealth visit. Um, again, a zero copay is very valuable to a member. So uh, with the economic crisis, um, everybody wants to keep as much money in their pocket as they can. And then also Sharp Community Medical Group. Uh, if it is a COVID-related visit, it's a zero copay. And then if it's non-COVID related, it's a $20 copayment. Uh, and they're using the Plush Care Network. So we're partnering very closely to provide access to care at extremely affordable uh, cost. One of the things that we realized also is mental health is more important than ever. Mm, right. So we have expanded recently our mental health network. So we use uh, psychiatric centers of San Diego, but we also now have partnered with PsyCare to make mm. sure that we have access available in a much broader range for our service area, which, by the way, um, Sharp Health Plan service area for our HMO products is the entire county of San Diego. Uh, as well as parts of Southern Riverside. So the mental health virtual visits have become extremely important uh, with this crisis, not only with uh, coronavirus, but just mental health in general has been a, a very big topic for the past year, year and a half. So the mental health virtual visit would be a specialist copay. Uh, one of the things that we just uncovered this morning um, uh, is urgent care from a virtual standpoint. So oh, we will wow. be rolling out a virtual healthcare visits through Sharpree Steely for urgent care uh, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So once we have a broadcast blast for our employers and brokers, we'll be able to get that out into the community. So it's really working on all of these touch points of having a speedy access to care broader access to care and also at the most economical cost for a member. Then we, of course, have our nurse connection line. So the nurse connection line um, is multi-language and Monday through Friday, but then it's also after hours and on the weekend. So if you have a question on your care and you want to speak to a licensed registered nurse that can provide advice and guidance and how to and where to, um, this is an invaluable service because, you know, during the day, you may not be able to get anything accomplished. You're dealing with kids and pets and remote work, and maybe during the evening you have a break and you think, wow, I need to contact somebody to talk about my own health care. So it's an extremely valuable um, touch point. Of course, our customer care uh, center is bar none for Sharp Health Plan because we have uh, multi-language representatives available to speak, you know, English, Spanish, Tagalog. We have language services that we can get an interpreter on the line at any moment to make sure that a member can be educated in the language that they speak. The difference, I think, between Sharp Health Plan and other carriers is customer care is answered by the phone. Uh, somebody that lives and breathes in San Diego, somebody that's on Sharp Health Plan and uses the uh, same providers that you do. So I think the yeah. service is going to be that much um, more exceptional. And uh, we really understand the geography of where people live and where mm -hmm. they need to access care. Uh, CVS Minute Clinic, we partner with CVS. Uh, we changed to CVS Caremark for our pharmacy vendor in January. And we also have a contract nationwide with Minute Clinic. So while you're here in your service area or traveling, you can access a Minute Clinic that has a licensed registered nurse in the brick and mortar, and it would be a primary care physician copay. So again, 
ability to go without a referral, to mm-hmm. look up on CVS.com where the closest facilities are. And they also provide wait time. So you can say, hey, um, this facility might be closer, but I might have to wait 20 m- minutes versus I can go a little bit further, but they can see me in five minutes. So just all about access to care. And then, of course, you can get your pharmacy filled right at CVS um, when you're done because the nurses can write prescriptions for you. Um, we also have our global assist international program Mm. when you go across the border into mexico or you travel internationally or the 50 united states once you are 100 miles from your home so we're the only commercial uh carrier that has assist america and they really are a quarterback in coordinating your care so things like uh, guaranteed hospital admission um, they do medical transportation critical care monitoring of minor children uh, legal interpreting services um, trauma counseling there are a variety of reasons that people need to access some type of coordination of care while they're traveling outside of their service area so again it's, it's all these different access points um, and then of course technology how are we going to make the member experience as seamless as possible? So we're constantly working on technology, not only on the health plan side, but um, as part of the integration with the delivery system to ensure that people are enrolled real time. Um, people can get terminated real time. Uh, we are constantly working on our, our member portal as well as our employer portal. So people have resources right at their hands available, desktop, tabletop. Um, uh, Android, cell phone, et cetera. So we're just constantly talking about how do we make the member experience the best. And of course, on the employer side, whether it's a large group employer or a small group employer, um, it's really all about affordable cost. But cost doesn't mean skimping on care. They have an award-winning network to choose from. um, But the cost because of our not-for-profit status, the way that we have contracted with our um, providers. It's all about cost and quality control so employers can stay in San Diego um, because we have a vested interest in the community being a a regional carrier. I think Joanne, uh, I was just going to call on Joanne. Something that she mentioned before was the uh, home doctor visits. Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. I just wanted also to uh, update our last speaker from Sharp Health Plan that Sharp Community Medical Group members uh, have access to 22 urgent care centers, including Mark Urgent Care, and they do offer virtual urgent care at Mark and many of our other centers. And our members also have access to the uh, CVS Minute Clinics in San Diego County, not outside the county as Sharp Health Plan was speaking, but in San Diego County. And that, that of course, is for minor ailments. Perfect. And speaking about the home doctor calls, uh, we are partnering with Heal.com, and Mm -hmm. that should be rolled out within the next 60 days. That's really cool. They're they're finalizing everything. And that will be the same copay as a primary care doctor visit. And they've really... um, They've crafted it so nicely because um, if it's a, they ask you if you want a female doctor or a male doctor, uh, they make sure that the patient's comfort level at home is met for them. And uh, they always have someone to help, uh, you know, with another, uh, with, with the doctor. So it's not just one doctor coming in. 
it's actually a doctor and a nurse coming in. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Uh, I believe yeah. those are LVNs that come in with the doctors. That's how they'll be uh, providing care. I think that's got to be great, too, for people that might be a little intimidated by yes, technology absolutely. or being on a video call. Or... And they can uh, they can write prescriptions. They can order labs. They can order x-rays. They can refer to specialists. And then to complete their docket, they have to report back to the primary care. So it's a full circle of care. So we're very, very excited. Okay. I just want to add one little thing too, um, as far as coming from being a Sharp Health Plan member. So what we're doing on the health plan side, which I think is really important is we are doing um, proactive outreach phone calls to the vulnerable members. Um, so if they are um, concerned about getting care, access to care, can I come in? How do I come in? Can I do it virtual? Mm prescription refill. So we are reaching out to our members directly, which to my knowledge, no other carrier is doing that. So it's kind of make sure that everybody knows how to get care, where to get care and explaining how that actually works. I think that's really important for members just in case they don't know what to do. Um, we are proactively have been during doing this during COVID-19 and continue to do that. Yeah, I would add that for a Sharp Committee Medical Group, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I can't hear Dr. Olalanda very well. <clears throat> no, I said we do have that, you know, that, you know, that we offer to our patients as well. Um, home health care, you know, with nurses going out and, you know, right. therapy. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to add that um, Sharp Community Medical Group, because of its structure as an independent um, provider organization, uh, we have uh, over 120 different primary care sites uh, throughout the county of San Diego and cover a very, very broad area to increase access. Uh, so I don't think any of the other health plans can really uh, and can really match us, um, the Sharp Health Plan, for access with all of our decentralized places, as well as the Sharp Ray Steely Clinics, as well as the uh, online option of Plush Care, plus the online option of telehealth with your provider or the urgent care, uh, plus the CVS Minute Clinics, all these different options. Uh, no other health plan that I know of uh, presents so many options for access for individuals. And I think that's a real plus as we um, try to market to a younger and younger community all the time um, where they're more apt to use um, uh, um, online or virtual uh, access points than say a senior patient might be. Sure. So on uh, Dr. Gardner's words, I think that's a great, uh, great way to sum up our meeting. Does anyone have anything else they want to add? Before we wrap up, I would like to add just sure. although, you know, everything is pretty much virtual, you know, like 70% of our appointments are virtual. I think it's important for the community to know that while we're doing virtual, there are those folks that do want to come in for an actual face to face visit. And I feel that now more than ever, um, the Sharp organization is a safe place to come in to visits. You know, I talked to employers on a daily basis that their employees need to be seen for an injury. And while we try and make it um, a virtual, we want them to feel safe to come in. A lot of people are hesitant. They're afraid if they go to a medical facility, they're going to leave with something they didn't come with. So I think it's really important. We actually, there was a commercial that um, Sharp did recently, and I thought it was beautifully done 
um, don't be afraid to come in for your care. Um, it's a safe place that. to be. Yeah, We're going to take good care of you. It's, it's beautifully done. It's just amazing. So I think that's important for the community to realize as well, that it is, it is safe to come to us. Perfect. And Great. Mike and Ray, uh, I would just also like to say, and I'm not sure if uh, you had spoken about this before, Cheryl, but just to reiterate about Sharp Health Plan and, and who we are. Uh, so we are a commercial insurance carrier, and a lot of employers will say, oh, I have SHARP already, but you may not have SHARP Health Plan. So um, with SHARP Health Plan, our line of business is we provide benefits, uh, medical employee benefits for large group employers, for small group employers. We also have an individual line, ISP, and then we also have a Medicare line. So we have a full service portfolio. We are the only regional commercial carrier and we're also not for profit. So our whole motto is to uh, provide affordable, sustainable, um, predictable pricing uh, with exceptional care. But what makes us magical is we are part of the Sharp Healthcare uh, delivery system as well. So we're integrated with the delivery system. And so there's many ways that you can access learning more about Sharp Health Plan, whether it's through a broker or consulting firm, through Covered California, we're also part of CalPERS, um, but we really are a resource in the community. Um, we have a vested interest. So if you have not explored Sharp Health Plan before um, and would like to learn more about what we do, how we do it, I just wanted to make sure people understand the difference between the health plan and then also how we integrate with the delivery system of Sharp Healthcare. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for the elaborating. And Ray and Mike. Thanks, Judy. Ray and Mike, on behalf of Sharp Community Medical Group, I really want to thank you for this opportunity to speak to you and have this great discussion about healthcare in San Diego. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, Joanne, yeah. we really appreciate each of you joining us. Yeah, making the time. And making the time. I know it's a very busy time for everyone. Uh, Merlene, I'm sorry, you go ahead. I did want, I yeah. did confirm that our pop, we have um, a department of population health, um, that they do go out and do home visits for those that cannot get out to get, receive their care. So we do have that within Sharp Restilly. So I just, I wanted to just verify that. Perfect. Thank you. Great. Ray, did you want to? Uh, no, I mean, uh, as far as from my perspective, there's working with Sharp for such a long time they're just preaching to the choir <laughs> so, and, yeah um, but yeah uh, love to con uh, obviously continue the relationship that we've had and I've had with them for uh, years to come I think this is so is really great and you know awesome so thank you lots of great thank, thank you everyone yeah thank you everyone. and I hope you all stay safe thank you thanks for the valuable insight well thank you on behalf of Ray and everyone here at Fusco and Ursini Insurance Services and Sharp I want to thank you for watching our video today. Remember to please follow us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and feel free to reach us for any questions or concerns. Our number is 858-384-1507. Thanks again. See you next time. Thank you.